Coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin by way of Stone Mountain, Georgia, birthed by the great state of South Carolina, is the Bryant Land Country Podcast, your place for any and everything in hunting, fishing, sports, and outdoor related with heavy doses of randomness, guests, and an all-around good time. Here's your host, proud Gamecock, South Carolina Forever, AB3. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bryant Land Country Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to download, come in, check us out, see what we got going on this week. Got a couple of topics that I'm going to want to hit on. Um, We're going to talk about food plots um, that I planted this past week. Um, If you listened to last last week's podcast, you'll understand that we talked about you know baiting food plots and stuff and i put some food plots down and i already got some results so we're going to talk about that um i had a interview on when the hunt calls with cliff cadet of urban archery nyc so we're going to revisit that for a little bit um and then i saw a very interesting story while i was perusing around on the internet from uh the nba uh, Willie Colley Stein. So we're going to cover those uh, few things. But before I get into those subjects, I want to talk about last week. Um, I had a pretty eventful, busy week last week. Um, was supposed to go hog hunting in South Carolina. Um, had a buddy, a buddy of mine, uh, kind of hooked me up with a uh, hog hunt. I want to. Uh, put him out there just yet um, because there's still a possibility that we might be able to go um, and I want to make sure I give him his uh, just do when I uh, put that hog down but through situations that were beyond my control I was not able to go on that hog hunt I had a family emergency in South Carolina that I had to uh take care of and of course as we all know you know family comes first you know you got to take care of things with your family and you got to make sure you know that all those things are straight so you know that comes first and then you know everything else is after that the funny thing about that though you know everything worked out fine you know the situation was taken care of um you know nobody was hurt or anything like that you know everybody's doing well so we got that situation rectified but the way it happened i was supposed to go well first we were supposed to go on thursday and we kind of looked at the weather we kind of looked at the plans and then we were just like um no we're gonna wait we're gonna wait till friday so we had it set up for friday um the day before on that thursday they came in you know really early in the morning around about five or so and this is a bow hunting uh hunt for hogs now and they came in about five or so and so we're feeling pretty good we're feeling you know like okay we'll be able to uh to uh you know make you know to kill you know get the get a uh, hog down you know be successful well the emergency happened on Thursday. And so, you know, I get a call, have to go handle the emergency, end up having to stay overnight. So by midday on Thursday, I knew that I was going to have to cancel this hunt. 
because I knew if I was spending the night that I was not going to be able to uh, be in a position to hunt on Friday morning. So, like I said, took care of everything, took care of the emergency, um, get up on Friday, put the finishing touches on the things that I need to do. And I text them and I said, did they come? And it was a pause. And I said, I know they came because that's my luck and that's how things work. And sure enough, at 7.05 a.m., they were there. Uh, was three of them, a couple of them, depending on the position. And if you look at the positioning on the pictures, uh, they were in perfect position for a bow kill shot. And so he sent them to me, and we just laughed. You know, I talked to him later on in the day. Um, but, you know, it, it's just funny how those things work out. And like I said, you know, no, it's funny I can laugh at it, you know, now because, you know, the emergency that I had is taken care of. But I mean, dang, it's just, you know, it's my luck, you know, and I had a chance to get out there and get in on some hogs. Um, it did not work out. So hopefully we can uh, put something together where we'll be able to do it again, minus the uh, family emergency. But um, let me tell you, there were three good hogs out there, and the one that I would have been able to put a shot on uh, looked like it was in perfect position. Now I'm going to circle back to the uh, food plot uh, conversation that I had last week on uh, my podcast, you know, and I got some uh, some feedback and some responses. You know, guys are getting their food plots ready, you know, putting out um, their seeds, putting out their minerals. Uh, I had a couple of people uh, chime in, you know, that they were, you know, out this past weekend getting their soil ready to uh, make some planting. And, you know, the thing about food plots is, you know, different parts of the country determine whether or not or what time is a good time to plant, you know, uh, what you're going to plant, you know, those things, it's not universal. You know, they depend on what part of the world you live in or what part of the country you live in. And for us, you know, down here, down south in Georgia, you know, based on the seeds that I'm planting, it says that, you know, this past weekend was a good time to get those seeds in the ground. So we got our implements together, got a fer got your fertilizer and everything together, got your soil right, and proceeded to plant. Well, I had someone on Instagram ask me, and a couple of people, you know, uh, on Facebook, you know, it's like, well, what are you planting, and what are you planting so late? Well, you know, like I said, it just really depends on, you know, what part of the country that you live in. I had someone else ask me, um, you know, did I spray, you know, for the weeds and stuff before I dissed, and, uh, which I don't because um, I'm not overly excited about pesticides, you know, um, especially with all the things that is going on with Roundup and cancer and stuff. I'm not trying to get cancer out here killing deer. Um and I know different people have different, you know, opinions about that. And that's fine. But I'm just telling you what, you know, works for me and what doesn't work for me. And I'm not a big pesticide guy. So I get out there with the disc, you know, get the ground, tilt it up, uh, you know, turn the ground over, put my seeds down, put my fertilizer down, cover it up. And there you have it. So I get a picture. And if you check my Instagram at official Bryantland, you will see I planted on Wednesday and yesterday 
and this morning, this morning being Monday morning, I had at least six or seven deer that were already on the plot. First of all, they were the uh, seeds were already sprouting up, and then I had six or seven deer out there mowing it down. So one, it just goes to show that it didn't take them long to find it. Well, it didn't take them long to find it because I set the plot up uh, in a crossing. Um, there were two trails that come out into a clearing, and I set the plot in the clearing. So as long as they were still using those trails, they were bound to uh, stumble upon it. Um, you know, that's one of the other things that you take into consideration when planting your plots. And like I said, they'd already start growing. And I had, like I said, six or seven deer I counted between yesterday and early this morning that was already partaking in the food plot that I had planted. Now, by no means am I a genius when it comes to planting these food plots. Um, I merely just try, you know, trial and error with a lot of error, as I like to say, but I'm very pleased that we were able to get those seeds in the ground. Got a little rain, you know, on, I think on Thursday and Friday, that definitely helped. Um, and now we got sprouts and we got deer on them. So now hopefully it'll still grow. You know, I know with the deer on there mowing it down already, you know, that's gonna kind of stunt the growth a little bit, but I'm just glad to see some early success from the food plots that uh, are from that food plot. And then I got another one that I put in the ground this past weekend. Hopefully we'll get some rain this week and then we'll see what that one does. You may hear a little bit of squeaking as I'm trying not to move around. Um, I'm recording in an old wooden chair. Um, this chair is comfortable, but anytime that I move or shift my weight or, you know, try to change anything around, you hear like the, you know, the little creak in the background. So hopefully you're not too uh, disturbed by that. You know, I'm in a podcast group because, you know, I don't know everything about podcasting and I'm constantly trying to learn and trying to get better. But it seems that there are a lot of people out there that are bothered by the smallest, littlest thing when it comes to podcasting. I mean, you know, I'm no professional by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that get bothered by people saying, um, and like, and noises that, you know, I guess aren't natural if you're not recording and, you know, complete silence, I guess that's a problem. So, uh, just wanted to let you guys know about that in case that's one of those things you're like, God dang it, this is ruining the listening experience of the Bryant Land Country podcast because my chair is creaking. Hopefully it is not. On Wednesday night this past week, I had a chance to sit down and talk to Cliff, I want to make sure I get it right, Cliff Cadet from Urban Archery NYC. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you'll know that Cliff, were, Cliff was one of the people early on that I earmarked, you know, for an interview. Um, it was more like a conversation. We had a great time. And then since then, you know, he has taken off with his Urban Archery NYC brand on Wednesday nights. He has guests uh, back to back, I think nine and 10 p.m. Eastern time on a uh, Instagram live that he has um, called When the Hunt Calls. And I was a guest 
on there last week. Um, we talked about, you know, just a few things about Bryantland, talked about the brand, how it got started, you know, what I'm trying to do with this podcast, you know, just things like that. And then we just kick back, shoot the breeze, talk about hunting, especially bow hunting. You know, Cliff is a new bow hunter and he is on the road to his first hunt, first deer hunt this fall. Um, so he's been doing great things. You should check out his Instagram page, Urban Archery NYC on Instagram. And then make sure you check out that uh, When the Hunt Calls deal that he's got going on uh, 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern time. Definitely know at 9. Um, sometimes he does two guests. I think he tries to do two guests uh, a week. And then he posts them on uh, was it YouTube. He posts it on his uh, YouTube page, uh, Urban Archery NYC. Really had a good time. Really enjoyed that experience. So make sure you take the time after you check out, you know, the podcast for this week. Click the link down in the notes column. I'll have the um, a link to the YouTube page that has our interview on it. And then make sure you're checking out Cliff's uh, work on Instagram and check out his show, When the Hunt Calls. Like I said, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesdays. All right. Any of you out there that follow the NBA or diehard NBA fans or even um, casual NBA fan knows that this time of the year is free agency. Um, you know, players are moving around. They're trying to get better contracts, get with better teams. Some players are, you know, putting themselves together to form the uh, quote-unquote super teams in order to try to win a championship and try to put themselves, you know, in a better space um, professionally. So this time of the year is a very, very important uh, time of the year to make sure you're available, you know, via phone, via email, you know, be able to be in contact. So the other day I was uh, reading some stuff on Facebook and I saw the headline why fishing almost kept NBA free agent Willie Colley Stein from signing with the Warriors. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Uh, so it's an article by David Harton uh, from USA Today Sports. Um, basically, Willie Colley Stein uh, was a free agent, uh, ended up signing with the Golden State Warriors, and he was out fishing says here, the first day of free agency, I'm sitting there waiting for the top tier dudes to go. Uh, Kali Stein told the NBC Sports Bay Area, I picked up fishing because I was like, I need to do something with this time. Sitting there waiting was just so brutal on my mental health. You know, those guys, they sit there, they wait on the phone, waiting for that phone call. You know, and sometimes that call doesn't come. Um, sometimes the call comes and it's not what, uh, you know, what they want wanted to be so uh it says here Kali Stein headed out to a lake in the boonies <laughs> where he had no cell service when his free agent finally got in touch with him he had to hightail it back to land drive two miles down the road to talk to the warriors brass he said I'm sitting there on the phone and that's when it's like well it's late Colin Stein said like if you don't take this deal it's probably not going to be there in like 20 minutes uh, Kali Stein eventually got the deal done. He is under contract with the Golden State Warriors, but uh, was out on a fishing trip, out on the lake fishing, and it almost uh, cost him millions. Now, for a regular guy like myself, 
You know, I obviously don't have any athletic ability, so I don't have to worry about missing out on a contract, you know, for millions of dollars to play any kind of sports. But I have had, uh, comes to mind, two phone calls either while I was hunting or on the way to hunting. Uh, one time I was actually sitting in a blind. Um, it was near the end of my sit. Um, I was sitting in a blind deer hunting uh, here in Georgia. And the uh, phone vibrated. Of course, you know, I keep my phone either on silent or vibrate uh, when I'm in the woods. And I just happened to look down and saw it was a, from a 404 number. I didn't recognize it until this day. I still don't know really why I answered it because I hardly ever answer my phone, you know, in the blind or when I'm out hunting, you know, unless it's some kind of emergency like for one of my kids or something. But um, it was a human resource guy. Um, I picked up the phone. I told him, I said, hey, you know, I'm out here actually deer hunting. Um, can I give you a call back once I get in my truck? So I kind of cut my deer hunt short and I packed up. I got in my truck and I talked to him on the phone on the way back. Um, I kind of wish looking back at it that I didn't because I ended up not getting that job. Um, and it was basically a runaround the uh, entire interview process was a sham and basically uh you know just running jerking me around so i kind of wish i would have stayed in the blind that day um another phone call that i received i received while actually on the way to a turkey hunt um that turned out to be uh pretty good um and a good thing came of it but i was driving to camp uh to go on a turkey hunt i think it's like a two-day turkey hunt uh once again here in georgia and great conversation. Uh, someone that I had talked to before actually respected my career and what I'd done. Um, unlike the previous uh, encounter or previous phone call when I was deer hunting, but this time around, you know, it was a better, better deal and a better conversation. And that situation actually worked out. Any of you guys out there, gals, that have taken phone calls while fishing or hunting or got a job while on a fishing or hunting trip i'd like to hear about it uh hit me up on uh instagram at official bryantland or you guys can uh, hit me up on facebook bryantland i'd love to hear about that you know out there trying to enjoy what you're doing and lo and behold you get a job offer not a bad deal all right, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to the Bryantland Country Podcast. Next week, I should have a guest for you. I'm working on a couple of interviews. So when you tune in or download next week, you will hear another voice besides mine. Uh, thank you, as always, for the support of the podcast. And thank you for you know support of Bryantland. If you're listening to the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that five stars. Give us a five star, you know, uh, rating, and then a uh, glorified review would be totally awesome. All right, well, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. I got some other stuff I need to get done today. Uh, you guys, thank you again for joining me on the Brightland Country Podcast, and make sure you come back here next week for another episode of the Brightland Country Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Bryant Land Country Podcast, hosted by AB3. 
Please leave us a positive review and five-star rating on iTunes. Be sure to check out our podcast section on our website, bryantlandcountry.com, for previous podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at Official Bryantland and Twitter at 3 Bryantland. This has been an AB3 Media Production. Join us next time for another edition of the Bryant Land Country Podcast.